0: Lord, we do we praise your name this year. We do lift up the name of Jesus. We do glorify you and your goodness and your mercy and your love for us. You are, the you have the name that is above every name. And you are Lord of lords, King of kings, the great I am. We will extol your name. We will declare your name everywhere that we go we will declare your name here in this place. We'll declare your name in our communities, in our workplace, in our schools, in our, in our states, in our country, and in this world. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. We thank you for that, Lord, and that we get the honor and the, the, the glory, that we get the, the, just the, the deepest honor to be able to be a part of your kingdom and to declare your name for your glory. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, good morning. I'm going to say Happy New Year, because by faith we're going to call it a good year. Amen. Amen. At least least it's a new year, you know. I mean, we got another chance. You have another chance at it. Every morning you wake up, it's a, a new day. Amen? Amen. I've been hearing this a lot lately in the spirit. You know, His mercies are new every morning. And some of you need it. You know, you just some of us. I mean, us. Some of us need it. But praise God. So uh, this morning I'm going to do things a little bit differently. Just to, uh, for a, uh, I don't know how long we're going to do this, but uh, I'm going to we're going to receive the offering now. And usually we have somebody come up and share. And I've asked a- asked them asked. I've asked them to take a, a few weeks off. I don't know how long, but I'm. Uh, I just when we started having other people do the offering, it was on purpose. Uh, the Holy Spirit led us to do that. Led me to to ask people to do that. And uh, because you know it's good to hear it from someone else. You know it's it's good to hear the truth. It's good to hear a message. Otherwise, you know it can become like. Uh, uh, Charlie Brown, you know, where I you know I get up and I start talking and I'm wrong wrong, 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 wrong wrong. And so we don't want to get into that habit. And so for uh, actually a couple of years now, a few years, we've had other people sharing, and Brian Eager has been coordinating that uh, ministry. So give him a big round of applause. He's been doing awesome. But uh, lately, I just, just felt led that I'm supposed to, to do that for a while and just uh, pick that back up, um, and uh, I'm actually going to do a few of the announcements because we have some very important things coming up, but don't worry, we will have tally time uh, if, if, if we need to, if, if we must, uh, if I don't cover everything. But turn with, your, turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Very quickly, very, very straightforward here. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrances of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you are all making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, and I am sure of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So uh, I've been the, the senior pastor here now for 21 years, wow. and uh, uh, don't, don't, don't wait, don't think this is an announcement that you're getting rid of me. Uh, you know Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But I've been doing it for 21 years, and, and in 21 years, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot financially, we've seen a lot uh, uh, opportunity-wise. Uh, there, were, there were years where it was very, very slim, very, very tight, very, I mean, week to week, we were believing that the lights would stay on. And uh, that lasted for a long time. You know, I mean, that's when we're starting new churches, you know, in the valley, we now have eight churches in the valley. And, and with, uh, with that, you know, many times I I tell people, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, make them concerned or anything, but I tell them, hey, you know, don't, don't, don't be discouraged if money is not as uh, flowing as easily as you want. It's, it's just reality. You have to walk through a period of time. Well, in the last number of years, we've been so amazingly blessed. I mean, we built a, a brand new addition debt-free, 300000 Actually, the whole project was $350,000 because we remodeled this, ha- this part of the building also. And so, uh, you know, for $350,000 ahead of time, we didn't, we didn't borrow a penny of that. Uh, so praise God. Look what he's done. Plus, we've raised a hundred thousand for a turn, you know a sheeted-in uh, uh, area. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> where, where the coffee shop is supposed to be, but you know we all know that we're uh, we're dealing with the road intersection out here, and there's there's definitely indications that uh, we'll be moving, and so we don't want to just take money and throw it into a into into nothing, and so we're waiting on that, but. We have $100,000 in, in the bank you know, for that project. So it's, it's like money has been, you, you, this church is a giving church. And I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Because if it wasn't for people, people are the ones, you, know, you know, God will supply all of our needs, but he said in his word that he will do it by, by the hands of man. Men will give unto your bosom, and women, and children. Don't want, to, don't want to knock, you know, let anybody out. Or <laughs> don't want to leave anybody out. Hey, don't let any, we don't want to let any, ushers, don't let anybody out till they give today. But I, you know, I still tell the story about when we started doing that project in the very early days, I had a young man uh, come up and give me a dime. And he says, I want to give to this project. Praise God. It was just beautiful. And I just, I'll always remember that. So, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, God is more than able, more than, uh, but he, has, he uses people to give. And so, you know, we're, we're doing well, thank you, I want to thank you for that. But we also have a big vision. There is, there's going to be at least 24 churches in the valley in the next four years, three years. And so, with that, there's, there's an opportunity to continue to give, give to the local church as, as the Lord leads, because we do want to keep the lights on, and you know, Pastor Greg does want to get paid. And, uh, and so, you know, all of those things are important, but uh, you know, the reality is, is that we have a vision of beyond this, and I've said this a few times, and I just want to you know, continue to remind you of this, because it's good to have a remembrance... Is that there's also RVFM, River Valley Fellowship of Ministries, and that's the ministry that's over the, the churches and helping the churches start. Uh, and and uh, this last year, we've added four churches. You know, I mean, I remember back when I went to that very first church planting conference and they said that a healthy church could plant a church every two, two years. And I laughed. I literally laughed at the guy. And, and I said, Yeah, sure. Who? Well, last year we, had, we were a part of four churches. Uh, being established as a part of this organization, so praise God. He He is good, and and it's just an amazing thing what He's doing. And thank you because you're a part of it, as the Lord leads. Amen, amen. So there's four ways to give. You know them. They're up on the board. And uh, thank you for the video people putting that up there. We can give. There's boxes in the back. You can hand it to you can hand it to Debbie. You can pass. No, you can't hand it to Diane. No. <laughs> Wow! I'll take it. <laughs> Praise the Lord! All right. Few announcements. Uh, this week, you know, is a very important week coming up. Starts well, starts right now, but it starts tonight. Uh, this is the week devoted to God. If you, if this is your first year in this church, uh, this is going to be. It it, is, it has the potential of being one of the most powerful weeks of your whole year. You have the ability to to seek God. I mean, you you can seek God every day, and we're going to talk a lot about that here. Uh, in a few moments, but you, this this week is what we're focused on. So we're having meetings each each night, Holy Ghost meetings, starting at seven p.m. every night. Uh, every night, a different minister is speaking. Tonight, you're going to want to come tonight, even though the Packer Viking game is on. I know, I know. How did we plan that? Yeah, we didn't. What? You can't watch it anyway. Oh well. We'll give you updates. No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the, tonight we start at seven o'clock. Pastor Johnny Rivera is ministering tonight. So, so what we've done this year is a lot of times, you know, i uh, the pastors of the different churches have uh, been the ones who have ministered. But this year, it's, it's always been the older guys. It's been myself and others. But this year, it's all the young guys, all the all the the new churches, the new the new people. So tonight is Pastor Johnny Rivera from uh, the St. Paul Church, Rivers of Living Water. Uh, tomorrow night is Pastor uh, Nathaniel Johnson from Outpost Church in Lindstrom or in uh, Chisago City. Uh, Tuesday night is Pastor Peter. He has to fill in. We got hey, I needed one other young guy. So, so over Pastor Peter, there he is over there. Uh, and just for, you know, for anybody who wasn't here on Christmas Eve, we've sorted out the theology uh, of the. Uh, of the manger scene we actually I actually was able to take the 15 second clip where he said gold frankenstein and myrrh uh to uh, and it will be forever in his file it'll be in a file so it's just beautiful that's okay you know I, I was you know I've been teasing him and this is the last time I'll no it won't be but uh <laughs> the, there are files there yeah that's true I there there's been there's been files of me saying amazing you know crazy things too so I, it's okay uh, we, uh, that's Tuesday night. Wednesday night. What's who's Wednesday night? Somebody who knows. Anybody know? Jesse. Jesse. Nope. nope he's Thursday night. Nathan. Nathan Arden from uh, from Foundation Church up in Bethel, Minnesota. Foundation Church. And then Thursday night is Pastor Jesse from Lighthouse Church up in Saint Croix Falls. And then Friday night is uh, Pastor John Dowler from uh, Winona which is our latest, our, our, our most recently started church in Winona, Minnesota. So awesome times uh, to come out. We have a worship team. We'll be worshiping. And I put on the, on the flyer, on the information, that they're the probable speakers. And I've told each one of them, here's the deal. We plan on you speaking. You may, but if the Holy Spirit goes a different direction, have a nice night. And just jump in, you know, jump in, and we'll just go the way the Holy Spirit wants to go. We wanna, this, these are Holy Ghost meetings. And so that's happening each evening from 7. Now, we used to say it's from 7 to 8.30, because we wanted to make sure that if kids wanted to come, we could get you out of here on time. But last year, that didn't really work well. So I'm not going to say that this year. This year, is that you can leave whenever you need to leave. If you need to get out of here at 8.30, please do. But we'll, we'll be shooting for that. Each day, we have corporate prayer. And so, uh, corporate prayer is, is, is interesting. If you've never done that, if you've never been a part of a large gathering, uh, many years ago, there was an English uh, pastor, and somebody will know his name, and I'm, all of a sudden I'm blanking on him. I might think about, uh, but he, he, was, he was known as the Prince of Preachers. What was his name? Nope. Spurgeon, thank you, sir. Uh, Charles Spurgeon had a church in, in England and uh, it was a powerful church. He was a powerful preacher, but it was a powerful church. And one day, one day, two ladies came to visit the church. They had heard about the church. They'd never seen Spurgeon, never seen a picture of him, but they had heard about the church. And as they walked up to the church, there was a man who was sweeping off the steps. And they said, hey, we've come to see the church. We have come, we've come to hear the Prince of Preachers. And he goes, oh, he says, yeah, he's okay. But he said, uh, what you really want to see is the power of this church, the power of this church. He goes, let me show you the power plant. And he takes them into the church. He took them down into the basement, opened up the door, and it was a room full of people praying. He goes, this is why this church is effective. Now, the guy who was sweeping the steps off was Charles Spurgeon, and he just he said, this is why. So, corporate prayer, when people pray together, the Bible says when a th- when one sen- one can send a thousand to flight. But two can send 10,000. Think how many a 100 can send. Amen? And as we pray, and we know in this church, we we are a praying church. We have prayer meetings throughout the week. There are different times that we pray, different groups pray. Um, but I, this week, we have prayer from 3 o'clock till 5 o'clock every afternoon. We used to do it in the morning and in the afternoon. We moved it later in the afternoon so that some people who are, have to work or are in, in work can leave a little bit early, get here for prayer, or whatever. But we also Zoom that prayer meeting. So if you have to work until 5, you can pop an earbud in and be a part of the prayer that's going on. It's going to be video and, 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 and audio. but prayer is the reason we are where we are today. Nothing has happened here without prayer. I mean, well before I was ever here, Pastor Dan and Claudia established prayer and they were prayers. Pastor Claudia was an amazing woman of prayer. And that's why this church is, exists. That's why this church has the impact that it does, not only locally, but regionally and nationally and internationally. I mean, I've had many, many people, many you know, ministers who have been around the country, been around the world say, this is, uh, Pat, you know, if you remember uh, Robin Roberts, Robin Roberts one, once told me, this is the biggest little church I've ever been to. But it's because of prayer. It's because we pray, and, and so if you want, we'd, I encourage you to come and be a part of, of corporate prayer, and what we do is we pray in the Spirit, we pray in our understanding. You don't have to stand up and pray, but you're welcome to. We, we have opportunities for people to, to pray out what the Holy Spirit's giving them. Prayer is one of the most integral, the most important parts of this whole week. Um, I, I'd say this almost every year, and I mean it, just because that's why I say it, is that the prayer times to me are some of the most important times. They are the times where, where God is doing business. We've seen amazing things happen through prayer in that. So you're welcome. Please come and be a part of that. Uh, Monday, yet, uh, starting tomorrow at 3 p.m. through Friday, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So that's the week devoted to God. Please be a part of it. Invite people. It's open to the public. Anyone can come. We encourage you to be there. Secondly, Today is, if you didn't know, today is the last day, today is New Year's Eve, it's the last day of the daily reading that we are, have been going through this year, and uh, whether you've read specifically the, uh, the, the program that we've been doing, or whether you've done your own, the uh, week devoted, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the read through the Bible in one year uh, has finished today, and tomorrow we start all over again. And we get to do it again. It's important to read through the Bible. It's good to, good to be in the Word. And we encourage it, encourage it, encourage it. You know, have you, do you see a pattern here? We encourage the Bible, prayer, worship. I mean, these are the things that are going to help you to grow in the things of God. You need, if you have never read through the Bible, if you've never read through the Bible, I encourage you that this next year be the year you do it. And it's work. I'll be honest with you, it's work. It's work for me. You know, there's, there's times that you have to set aside time. You have to plan for it. You have to make it possible. We, we, we've done it so where you can actually go online, it pops up on your screen every morning, on your phone, on your computer, whatever. Uh, that one is the one that we're going to do collectively as a church, and you can, you can screenshot that or whatever and, and pick that up. Otherwise, it's on Facebook and the, and, and the website and all over the It's everywhere. So you can click on that. Uh, what you have to do, though, is you have to start it you have to click on it tomorrow morning. If you don't do it tomorrow morning, if you do it today, you're one day ahead. See how it works? Yeah, <laughs> that, that maybe that's the way to do it, is to be one day ahead at all times. But otherwise, do it tomorrow morning, because if you do it on Tuesday morning, I'm going to tell you, if you do it on Tuesday morning, you're a day behind, automatically. So I encourage you, first thing, when you wake up tomorrow morning, you click on the, the daily reading, you subscribe to it, and you start in. Now, we're doing it one year, so it's, it's, you read through uh, uh, the Old Testament, a little bit from the Old Testament, a little bit from the New Testament, and then Psalms and Proverbs, right, Deb? Yep. So that's that one. And then if you want to do a different one, we've had people read through the Bible faster. Awesome. Do it a couple of times a year. Awesome. We're not, you know, hey, we encourage that. But I really want to stress that because throughout the year, we stress it, and a lot of times I'll preach out of the, what, was, what we read that week, so I encourage you, it's a good way to work through it together um, and be a part of what God's doing. Amen? Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. So I read out of the ESV, the English Standard Version. You can read whatever you like, but that's what I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. It says this, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. For these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit And we might under that we might understand the things freely given us by God. So let me ask you a couple questions. This is the end of the year my uh, my formal education, my formal training, the my undergrad degree was as a teacher. And I know you guys haven't had school in a while. You haven't been in school. you know, some many of you haven't been in school forever. but you know I, I, I love to give tests. I love to. I love to make you think. So tell me, just shout it out. I mean, one at a time, don't get too wild. But tell me, what do you know about God? He's faithful. He's love. He's the same always and forever. He's the creator. Pardon? Honorable. Honorable. Yes, amen. He is light. Salvation. He's the great I am. He's good. You know, there's a whole lot of people that don't know, that don't believe that God is good. That God does bad things to you if you don't do everything right. That God's ready to punish you here on earth. God doesn't want to punish you. God doesn't want to punish you in any way, shape, or form. We choose, people choose punishment, but it's not God, on this earth, it's not even God who's punishing you. Guess who's punishing you? You are. We set ourselves up for punishment. We set ourselves up to go through hard times, bad times. Now, there's also the world that brings bad times, and the devil who brings bad times. But here's the reality of it, is God doesn't do that. Most, a lot of people don't realize that God is good, and he is ultimate good. There's no darkness in him. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. He is good. So, yes, these are all things. I mean, how many of you, let me just ask this question, and look around the room when I do it. How many of you have been a Christian for 50 years or longer? Quite a few, good, praise God. How many for 40 years or longer? Wow, you're old, Angie. (laughs) (laughs) 30 years or longer, praise God. 20, 10, 5. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of experience in here. There's a lot of people who have known about God, who've even known God for a very long time. But here's a secret. Here's something I want to tell you. Here's a a good starting point. We don't know nothing yet. Yeah, the longer you live, the, the, the more you don't know. Yeah. I mean, we don't know it all. No eye has seen. No ear is heard. I mean, that verse doesn't all of a sudden one day become useless. Oh, yep, nope. Every, we've thought of everything about God. We've imagined everything about God. We've heard everything. I've heard it all. The moment you think you've heard it all, whew, hang on. Either you have two choices at that point. One, At one point, you're so prideful, you think you know everything about God, and here you go, because the pride cometh before a fall. Or two, you think you know everything about God, and he goes, watch this let me show you some more. There is so much about him. There's just It is beyond comprehension. I just heard a preacher recently who said uh, that you see, he believed millions of years into eternity. We're going to sit there and all of a sudden we'll go, whoa. Millions of years into eternity. I mean, eternity is not, you can't quantify it, but you know what I'm saying. Way into eternity we'll go, really? Oh, you're so good. You're so amazing. You're so awesome. I didn't know that. God, is, God is, is, there is no limit to him. Now, how can you say that? Well, bottom line, that's what the word says. I have to believe that's what the word says. And two, I keep learning stuff. I've been a Christian for 56 years. I've been, I've been, been seeking God for 56 years. Anybody fit more, longer than 56? Really? Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm the old guy. Fifty-six In 56 years, I'm still, this last week, literally this last week, I was sitting at my desk. I was studying, you know, not only this, but some other stuff. I've been just, and there's a question I've been asking God. And I've been asking God for a long time, this question. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, because it's none of your business. But I, just, I've been, I was asking God this question, and, and the Holy Spirit, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, turn, turn to Isaiah 54, 16, and 17. So I turned to Isaiah 54, 16, and 17, or 55, 16, I'll, I could find it in a second, but right in there. And I was like, there's the answer. It was the answer to the very question. I was like, that is amazing. I mean, I've read that verse how many times? I've read through the Bible how many times? And there it is, there's the answer. I just wasn't in the right, I wasn't in the right place looking not in the right place in the bible but right place in in here i needed to be in a place where i'd actually <gasps> listen now here that was cool that was amazing but here's the really really cool thing not more than 10 minutes later i got a text message from an individual said have you seen this video now i don't look at everybody's video so don't start sending me videos cuz i will i just will ignore them but this one i felt like i was supposed to look at i clicked on it Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes into that video, the preacher who was preaching says, "Turn to Isaiah 54, 16, and 17." I just started laughing out loud. I'm sitting, I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm laughing out loud because I'm just like, "Wow, God hasn't done that in my." You said it used to happen all the time, but now it's, it doesn't. But it, it had, that just—I mean—it just blew me away. God was saying, "That's really the answer." Man, I I know a lot about God, and I'd even venture to say I know God a bit. But there's so much more. So for the last two months, for the last two months, uh, leading up to this new year, uh, I've been you know just doing my usual, just just seeking God. Now and, and you know I'm not don't don't t- put, say the all who he's so spiritual because I'm not right, Peter. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I seek God. That's, what, that's just what I do. I mean, that's what you should be doing every day of your life. God, I want to know you more. God, I want to experience you. God, I'm just, I'm listening. I want to hear your voice. And for the last two months, well, actually the last month and a half, it just, every day, I, every time I would start seeking God, I felt like I was missing something. You ever feel like you're missing something? And you, and, and, and as you get older, you ever feel like you're missing something but you can't remember what it is <laughs> yeah you know what that's like you know I, I'm, I'm missing something here i miss i'm just like mm, there's something it's like it's right at the end right at the tip of my tongue a, it's right at the edge of my fingers it's like i'm missing something what is this and I, I even got to the point during that month and a half period i was like lord what am i missing I don't know what it is. I, I even shared it in a prayer meeting. I was like, guys, let's pray about this because I, I don't know what it is I'm missing. What is, what is it that you're trying to say to me, God? And I kept seeking him and kept seeking him. And then it, it wasn't that answer. That wasn't, it had nothing to do with this other thing. But all of a sudden, I just knew. I can't explain it other than this. I just knew what the answer was. The Bible calls it a, a spirit of seeing and knowing. Just knowing something. You didn't know, I don't know where it came from. It wasn't, didn't come out of a book. It didn't come from a sermon. I just knew it. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, there's more. There's more. And I began to study, there's more. I began to, to meditate on, there's more. And the Lord led me to these verses that I just read. 1 Corinthians 2. 9-12, through, thir- nine through 12. but especially in verse 10, it says, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. That phrase, the depths of God, has been just churning in me and churning in me and churning in me. God wants you to know him. God wants you to know him. I mean, know him. I, I know Buddy. Been, I've known Buddy for 20-some for years now. I know Buddy. But I know Deb way better. Because I spent 35, 36 years with Deb. You, know, you get to know somebody by spending time with them. You get to know somebody by being in their presence and, and communicating and, 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 and living in them. And then we come here this morning, I'm sitting in my seat and, and Paul starts out the service and he starts talking about hide and seek. If you guys were late, you missed God speaking this morning. Because I'm laughing, I'm just, I'm, I am just. turned to Deb, I said, That's my sermon this morning. He starts talking. Did we talk this week? Did I did I share anything? What I'm doing today? No. How does he know? How did how? Why did he get up and start talking about hide and seek? That God wants to play hide and seek with you. That God. This is where. Then he got really spiritual. God wants to play peekaboo with you. Somebody asked me recently, "Does God have a sense of humor?" I went, "Oh yeah, God has a great sense of humor because He's describing His relationship with us." through through kids' games, hide and seek. God wants wants you to seek him. Here's the deal. God wants me to seek him. As I've been meditating on this over the last long period of time, there's more, there's more here than I can than I I even know yet. There's the Lord keeps telling me there's more to this. This year, once again I was having a conversation this last week with somebody and they said, are we going to have a word for the year this year? Now, if you haven't been here for very long, actually, we had, I don't think we've had a word for the year in 10 years. But uh, Pastor Dan, Pastor Dan loved word for the years. Pastor Dan would, when he first started the church, he'd have, you know, the, the year of, what were some of the, the year of increase, yes. Uh, the year of multiplication, the year of, no no that was that was the one the lord okay so pastor dan would have all these amazing words for the year encouraging and and strengthening oh my gosh i can hardly wait till this year so the very first sunday that i was the new pastor the first day of the you know the first sunday i was here i was standing there i was like lord what's the year what's this year give me the word for the year and the holy spirit says the year of stretch and i went oh no no, 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 not stretch. How many of you ever stretched? I know it feels good afterwards, but during it, it hurts. I don't want to stretch. But praise God we did. Praise God we stretched. Why do we stretch? We, we make our, our borders larger. We started thinking bigger. It's amazing. The year of stretch. Then after that, okay, great. I think one of his years was the year of favor, too. I think favor was another one of the years that he had. Favor. And I was like, okay. Lord, what's that?" was good. We made it through the year of stretch. Now what? The year of truth. I went, oh, no. Because truth is awesome. And I had one gentleman, just to put this in context, I had one gentleman come up to me in August of that year the year of truth. And he he confessed something to me very, 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 very bad. He confessed it to me. He says, I've been doing this for years. And the Holy Spirit found me out. And he says, but I knew on the first day of January that I was going to be found out this year because it was the year of truth. So you might might think, oh gee, I want the year of truth. Maybe, (laughs) maybe not. But praise God, he got set free. You know, praise God, man, he's living for God now. He's not in this congregation. Don't look around. So I'm like, "Okay, Lord." You know, somebody asked, "Is there a word for this year?" I don't I don't want to do it. I don't I don't, you know, but you can guess. <laughs> I love this church. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, probably not. Yeah, probably not. 1 Corinthians 2.13 1 Corinthians 2.13 says, And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15 The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But, but, we have the mind of Christ. The deep things of God are spiritually discerned. I'm telling you today, I'm declaring it today, that we have, an in, we have an open invitation to the deep. This year, anyone who's hearing me, whether you're here in this room, whether you're watching on live stream or in a recording, this year you have an invitation to the deep things of God. He said, he's told me, he says, everyone, it it is open to all. Come on in. The water's fine. Come into the deeper things of God. Now, many years ago, many years ago, Deb had a dream. We were going through something. The church was going through something. And we got up that morning and she, she, when when Debbie has a dream or when she tells me, hey, the Lord said to me, man, I, I start listening instantaneously. Because she doesn't do that all the time. But she said, "I had a dream last night. And in this dream, we were at a swimming pool. We were at a swimming pool, and the swimming pool was was like a regular, you know, regular sized swimming pool or pool or bigger, like bigger than an Olympic sized swimming pool. And on the one end is the shallow end. Now when I grew up, uh, when I grew up, I grew up out in the country, and we had a swimming pool. And it was actually a swimming pool. It had, it had concrete on three sides. But the bottom was sand, and it started from a sand beach. I mean, talk about what a great way to grow up. You know, you grow up in the, and and your, your swimming pool has a sand beach. This was before it was cool. You know, this is back it was way back. Had a sand beach, and, and so it was. It, you know, it would, it was a sand beach, and so it started out from nothing. But it went down to twenty feet deep in the other end. It had a ten foot. So, so guys, you know, a bunch of farmers with backhoes went in there and dug that baby out for for the for the local kids, and it had a sand bottom all the way out. So, but it had a huge uh, diving board and everything else. But when you would get there on a on a hot sun, you know, hot afternoon, you'd look and there were all kinds of kids and people in the shallow end because you know that's where you can take your kids safely. That's where you can start out. If you can't swim, stay in the shallow end. In her dream, there were a ton of people in the shallow end of this pool, and they're having fun. They're splashing, they're, they're throwing water, they're, you know, they're floating, they're, 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 they're swimming. They're, they're enjoying it. There's nothing wrong. They're in the pool. They're in the pool. But then as you go further out into the swimming pool, as it gets deeper and deeper, there's less and less people. To the point where in the deep end it was just a handful of people but they were doing things like diving diving down to the bottom and picking and when we were kids they okay so our swimming pool our swimming pool was three sides were concrete sand all the way down but in in that somebody had taken fish and threw them in our swimming pool this is a big swimming pool i'd say it's like four times the size of an olympic swimming it is huge but you'd swim underneath the docks and there's, there's fish swimming underneath there. But there were clams. They had to like oyster, not oysters, but you know, the uh, snails and stuff like that. So you would dive down as a kid and you'd, you, could, you could grab stuff off. There were people diving. She's watching this in this dream. There's people diving, but there's very few people in the deep. There's a lot of people in the shallow end, but very few, very few people in the deep. Why? Because you got to know some stuff to get to the deep. Now, was there, was there anything wrong with the people in the shallow end? No, I mean, look at, look at the analogy of what God was showing her. What God was showing her is that those people are believers. People in the shallow end are believers, man. They're in the pool. They're in the pool. They're enjoying the pool. They're getting the benefits of being cooled off by the water. They're having fun. But they're only ankle deep. And then the further you'd move out, there's less and less people. Why? Because you gotta know some stuff. You gotta, you gotta commit yourself. How many of you took swimming lessons as kids? Did they throw you in the deep end right away? The only one Peter did because his dad threw him in the deep end. But that, you know, that's just that's Eastern Europe for you. Survive kid or not, you know, it's up to you. But you gotta learn how to swim. You gotta you gotta know some stuff. Well, when are you gonna know? When are you gonna start learning some stuff? I know adults that don't swim. You know, naturally, regular water, they don't swim because they never learned how to. You know, you can still learn how to. You can still learn how to swim today. If you've never swam, if you've never swam, you could learn how to swim today. Start learning. How do you do that? <gasps> you go deeper in the pool. You don't have to swim in the shallow end. You just kind of stand there. But here's the cool here's the here's the thing. It's it's awesome in the deep. There's 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 surprises in the deep. There's there's experience. There's things in the deep that will change your life. It'll change there's more. There's more. Turn to your neighbor and say there's more. Turn to your other neighbor and say there's more. Turn to the person behind you and say, there's more. There's more. There's always more. Don't think you know everything about God. One last. You're going you're, you're to be hearing about this for a while. I just know there's, there's more. Philippians, turn to Philippians. Chapter 3. This is Paul writing to the Philippians. And Paul had been a, had been a believer for many years. This, was, this wasn't on the you know, right after the road to Damascus. This wasn't after the first year of training, or after the first 14 years of training. This is after many, many years of training and preaching and traveling and seeing the power of God. And he writes to the Philippians in verse three, or chapter three, verse 12, beginning with verse 12, and he says, "Not that I have already obtained this." Not that I have already obtained this. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the pool. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. Every one of us can say, not that I have already obtained this, because I haven't. The Holy Spirit began speaking to me. He says, I want you to come deeper. I want you to come deeper in me. I I want you to know me. I want you to know me. I want you to know me. Not that I have already, or I am already, or not that I have obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on. I press on to make it my own, because Jesus, or Christ Jesus, has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it, that I have made it my own. Wow, hang on a second here. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. Wow, there's something there. I don't know what that is. It'll just all of a sudden hit me. There's something there. I'm going to find that out. But one thing I do, forgetting what it lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on. There's that phrase again, press on. Toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That phrase, press on, as I've been studying this out, that, that phrase turns up in the Bible over and over and over and over and over. Press on. What does press on mean? There's two different, you find it in the Old Testament, you find it in the New Testament. In the New Testament, I don't know what the, what the, uh, the Greek word is, and I'm not about to... I'm not to, uh, about to tell you you know just t- do the word but it's th- the meaning of it is to run swiftly in order to catch a person or thing to run swiftly he pressed on he ran swiftly after god to catch him to catch him to press on to figuratively uh, figuratively of one who is in a race runs swiftly to reach the goal and then the last part of that definition is to pursue. But it's not just to pursue. It actually in the Greek that word actually means to pursue violently. Not to just to go, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to catch you. Oh, here I come. Debbie here I come. I'm going to catch you. But I'm also not going to physically demonstrate what it means to pursue somebody violently because I would probably fall and then I would be so winded I would not be able to finish the sermon, all right? So just, we have a young person. Danny, run violently around the room once, will ya? Come on. No, okay. okay. Jared? (laughs) But you got the idea? Is to run, vi- okay, watch a football game. Watch a football game. When, when one of the teams intercepts and starts running to the goal, the, the, the other guys are going, oh no, you don't. And they pursue violently. You know, it also says, Jesus actually used that, that word violently in Matthew 11:12 says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. God wants you to pursue him with everything you have. Well, wait a second. I have to go to work tomorrow. Sure. Go to work. No, no, no. You don't have to go to work tomorrow. You got all day tomorrow. Tuesday, you got to go to work. You're going to have to go. No, I know you're retired. I know. But students, you got to go back. We have lives we have to leave. That's okay because he's figured it in. You can chase him violently every day of your life. It means, I'm going, to, I'm going to catch him. I'm going to catch God. I'm going to go after him. And I'm going to catch him. Now, I can take you back to Hosea. I'm not, I don't have time. I don't want to spend the time on it. There's a verse in Hosea. Okay, I'll read it real quick. Hosea, write, it, write this down. You don't have to because You probably can't find it. I couldn't have found it. Either. Hosea chapter 6, verse 3 says, Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. Even in the Old Testament, they're they're being encouraged to press on, to to, to violently chase. So then I looked up the word in the Hebrew. It means the exact same thing. To chase somebody till you catch them. To chase them violently until you catch them. Tackle them. Grab a hold of them. Press on. Hosea is, 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 is speaking by the Spirit, and even in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, They were encouraged. I mean, they couldn't, you know, they weren't supposed to offer sacrifices. They weren't weren't priests, but he was talking to everybody. Press on to know the Lord. That invitation is for right now. That invitation is for you right now. Press on. Press on to the deep things of God. You're going to hear about this a bunch this year. I don't know that if it's the word of the year. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You understand the point. The point is that, that God is calling you to deeper things. He's, and, and you might think, well, wait a second. I, I'm, I, I, bear to, I don't even have a toe in the water yet. That's awesome. That's awesome. You recognize that. It's not awesome that you're not in yet, but we can fix that. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Today, right now. Don't wait till tomorrow today is the day of salvation. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never dipped your toe in the water, you can do it right now. Come on in. The water's fine. Come on in. And there's more. There's more. And how do you do that? The Bible says that you you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that, that he died on that cross for your sins, that God raised him from the dead. You confess him as Lord of your life. Jesus gets to be the Lord of my life. What does that mean that he gets to be the Lord of your life? He gets to be the boss. If he tells you to live your life a certain way, that's exactly what you do. Your Lord, your God, your king. I'm gonna follow you. And I'm telling you, man, you know, it says, you know, one of the verses we read was, I, I, I don't consider the things that I've left behind. Praise God, I got off the off the land and got in the water. You're gonna feel the same way. How do you do that? You just say it. You just believe it. Say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I believe what Jesus did on the cross was for me. And I want you to be Lord of my life. And Man, you're in. You're in the water. And they'll stay on the edge. Keep coming deeper. Come on. There's more. Anybody can walk up to their ankles. Anybody can come up to their knees. Anybody can come up to their waist. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Wherever you find yourself today, you can come deeper. Amen? Could I have the elders come up and be up front? All the elders, whoever is up here. Because uh, 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 Linda had, came up to me during worship and said, she had a word, the word activation. And uh, when she said it, I, I knew what the Holy Spirit meant. Because I didn't know how to close out the service. But what, we do, what I want to do today is, there is something about making a physical movement a physical act of, 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 of saying it. What I want you to do this morning, if it's on your heart to do, no, and don't look around going, ooh, they didn't get up. But whoever you are, wherever you're at, if you want to go deeper with the things of God today, I, I literally want you to come up here and I want you to find an elder or one, you know, one of the people up front here and I want you to say to them, I'm in, I want to go deeper with God. I want you to physically say it. There's something about activating your faith in the middle of this. And in that, all they're going to do is bless you. They're just going to pray for you. If you need prayer for something else, awesome. Say, hey, I also need prayer for healing or whatever. That, they're always ready to do that. But I'm going to, in a moment, I'm going to have the sound guy put on some music and we're going to dismiss, but I, want, I encourage you to come up here and to say, I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper with the things of God. Now, before we close out, uh, I would be absolutely amiss to not recognize a couple of people. Uh, George and Beth, can you guys come up real quick? So George and Beth, for those of you who, who have been here forever, uh, have been coming here for years and years and years, and George even longer, and, and some amazing... Longer. Well, yeah, but not regularly. Stand over here. Quit talking. Don't. Gracious Good night. So these guys have chosen to start going to Bethel Church uh, Foundation Church. Now, I mean, I I actually encourage them to do it because it's only five minutes from their house instead of the what forty-five to fifty minutes you drive right now. And and they you know and and that's part of what we're doing is we're sending you know we're sending people out and uh, and and they're just the latest in in many now, But I want to bless them today before before they this is their last Sunday. Uh, George has been a part of the security team forever and done all kinds of work. He he built half of the uh, along with Bob and, and others have bi- built the addition and did all kinds of things over the years, been amazing, amazing members here and, and, and still are in Jesus' name. Beth has taught uh, taught Hebrew classes and and served in many different areas, and so they have been faithful, faithful, faithful. and I just want to bless them and, and as they're they're heading out. and no I, 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 you know when I, when I suggested this to George, he asked if I was kicking him out, and I said, no. So we're not, we're not getting rid of them. We're just, we're, we're, uh, they're, they're going to be blessed up at Foundation Church. Amen? Father, I do thank you so much for George and Beth. Lord, we bless them. In the name of the Lord, we thank you for, for their lives and for all they've done here and what they'll continue to do, continue to be for the kingdom of God in, in, in that area up there, that whole area. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord.